and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Nine o'clock, IBC presents America's favorite family in a special Christmas episode. Hi, Mom. Where's Dad? Should have been home by now. Well, Wally, I know your father is out chasing beaver. Father loves beaver. Here on IBC, you'll love it. Broadcasting live from the Booze League headquarters. 16.0 ounces on the dial. The Kamish Wiley Withers. Coley Wyman. Sandro Arevalo. This is the Boozecast. Catch up on what you missed online at boozeleague.com and on your mobile device on iHeart or iTunes. All right, let's get it started. Some of my songs I have casually mentioned the fact that I like to drink beer. This little All right, everyone, draft 75, just mere days out from Christmas Eve and Christmas Day 2020. You can feel it. Oh, my God. You can feel it in the air. <laughs> you can feel oh, something. Yeah, I can feel, feel yeah. something. Tension in the parking lot. I know. Lots. <laughs> <laughs> and like the painful tears of people in the pit of despair, the last oh. of this year. Oh my, oh my God! Yeah, thank There's a lot God. Of people that just want this year to be done. Mm-hmm. So we, I'm. So we had done. our like a uh, uh, Central Coast toast for work, and uh, David Walker jumped on. And was like, I just want to like throw my like Christmas tree out and get it over. I just, <laughs> he just straight up <laughs> was like, I'm done. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, we are now uh, we're on a, a full head tilt uh, to the end of the year. Um, and for this draft, though, draft 75, um, we got uh, a Christmas Instagram uh, poll from Coley. Um, we have the Norse origins of Santa, which um, I brought to the table. I was inspired by uh, the fact I'm a complete geek and I've been playing uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla quite a bit. <laughs> So I got a little Viking action going on, and that uh, struck right. my fancy. Vikings are cool. um, Each of us has um, our favorite Christmas cocktail as well to go over. So if you're listening to this, um, hopefully before uh, Christmas Eve, you guys can actually uh, throw the, one of these cocktails together and enjoy them with uh, the other person you're hanging out with since you can't hang out with a group. And, of course, because it's Christmas season, I also have a number of fun facts about Elf. Oh, our other favorite oh, nice. Christmas awesome. movies. I got to say those but all other that fun being facts, said. though, from the last ones you gave were amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, Elf knocks it out of the park. It's even okay. better. So nice. so does so does uh, the Norse Christmas stuff as well. Like, it's kind of wow. mind-blowing. Wow. A lot of the stuff we take for granted, turns out, um, yeah, it came from somewhere else. I'm excited. Which is very typical of Christianity. They like to borrow shit. So, anyways. True. But that being said... Let's get on to our first beer of the day. Beer is a fermented beverage made with cereals and water. The beer of the day. All right, so I guess I'm the first one up this time around. And the beer that I am drinking today is from Russian River. Whoa. Pop this little bad boy open right here. Um, It's Russian River. Now, I've had a lot of Russian River beers. Um, Of course, both elder and younger, as it were. And also uh, the STS Pills, which I love, and also Blind Pig, which is one of my all-time favorite IPAs. But I've never had anything dark. So this time I'm trying their Imperial Porter. 
It's called uh, Shadow of a Doubt Imperial Porter from Russian River Brewing Company. I'm start pouring this little son of a bitch out right here. Try a little bit of that. Pour it into a brute nanny glass, which is a good time. Right, let me tell you a little bit about uh, what Untapped has to say about this particular beer. Um, named after the great Hitchcock movie filmed in Santa Rosa in 1943, which, of course, where Russian River is from. This Imperial Porter packs a Rick... Rick... It's a Rick roll. <laughs> Never gonna give you Rick roll. <laughs> uh, this Imperial Porter packs a rich chocolate and light smoked malt character with a very soft, dry finish. Uh, it's got a 9.8% ABV. Alcohol. And a 4.04 on the uh, the untapped rating. Not bad. Which uh, I'm looking forward to. So That's great. Here we are, everyone. Um, I know we'll get to your beers here in a second, but uh, that being said, cheers. And round cheers. one. Cheers. Round one. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll have a beer. Hey, Say my name. Yeah. Hey, that sounds delicious. Oh my god, it's so freaking good. I was attracted to it. Like I actually bought a whole four pack of another um, beer from um, Long Beach uh, Brew. Some Long Beach Brew Lab. Long Beach Brew Lab. Which looks really good. But then I saw this and I'm like, oh my God, when's the last time I had a porter? And my all-time favorite porter, speaking of David Walker, is Walker's Reserve, which uh, is no longer available. That which was is real the, uh, it was so good. Mine's the Taddy Porter from Samuel Smith. So honestly, if you like that one, because that was one of my favorites as well, you, I mean, that, I think it's pretty good. It's pretty comparable. I'll try that out. Uh, Samuel Smith seems a very like kind of vintage kind of feel. They've, um, uh, as well. they're legit, man. Honestly, growing up, I, I looked to their oatmeal stout and drank the, the Taddy Porter quite a bit. And, uh, back in the growing day, growing up, like, growing up, young drove. Like, guys, big wheels and Taddy Porter for me, yo. It was, it was, it was true. It was weird. No, it was good stuff, though. I don't know. I don't know if some of those companies that are like recipes change around, whatnot, but, uh, I remember it being really tasty. Haven't had one in a while, though. No. I'm gonna. I, I might. Uh, I'll try it out and let you know. Let you know how it goes. Nice. So, I do love a good stout, but um, I also love holiday beverages. And I don't know. I was just like really curious to what my beer Instagram friends thought about certain holiday beverages. I love eggnog. I don't know about you guys. Yay, nay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. No, it's a little. That's a little out there for me. Just like, this just time do, of year, though. I can do it. Not yeah, surprised. I'll just Wiley. do Bailey's and. Something in the one like. that I drank this year from Fluid State is so high octane. It's like oh, hot. It sounds hot. amazing. It's a it is. Hot. It's like a little when you take a sip, it's like, whoa, yeah, this is sweet. And then all of a sudden you're like <gasps> And it's boozy. I just <laughs> I don't know, good. like I work from home, right? So I will just be in the middle of the day and pour myself a glass of eggnog. No alcohol, of course. Yeah. But I just drink oh my god, it's done in like two seconds. Like I just I fucking love eggnog. So Wait, people wow. drink eggnog without the booze? I do. I thought yeah. that was the point. Is I, I just I love the taste of it. Like I don't know. I I oh. I love eggnog. So, huh? um, I just did uh, three different polls, and I did eggnog or hot chocolate. Uh, which do you think got more votes? Hot chocolate. You are correct. Yeah, um, I'd say hot chocolate. You know uh, why? Why? Because hot chocolate's delicious. It is, but eggnog, is, you can get hot chocolate year-round. <laughs> eggnog is like once a year. I don't, I don't know. You're right. So, 
Uh, 11 people voted for eggnog and 25 people voted for hot chocolate. Damn. Wow. And then wow. for the people that actually drink eggnog, I asked what they like in it, whiskey or brandy. So, uh, Wiley, what do you think the winner was on that? Um, I'm going to guess brandy. Isn't that more traditional? It's got a little bit more sweetness to go with the eggnog. I feel like it is. I always add brandy. But whiskey was 29 people voted for it versus 8 for brandy. Oh, yes. Wow. The people have spoken. They have. So the people that actually do drink eggnog apparently like whiskey in it. I, I would assume you would just do like a bourbon. But I don't know. I don't know. I'd... And then. As long as it's not Jack Daniels. Like Jack Daniels and uh, like. <laughs> nope. Right. This is my exactly. Barf. That's my bar face. Um, is that is that what that? Uh, is? <laughs> it yeah. just tastes like something that would be a product of a gypsy curse. Precisely. I, I hate Jack. Uh, and my last category is mold wine or apple cider mimosas. Mm. So I don't know what you guys thought people chose. So apple cider mimosas. There's, it's just like spiced apple cider. It's kind of like apple juice. Yeah. But it's like a little bit more cinnamon to it and. It's like warmed up too, right? Or is it just cold? Um, no, I have it cold. It's by this oh, okay, gotcha. um, brand called Sugar Bee. It's really good. Oh, huh. we've already said it like uh, just like kind of warmed up or whatever sometimes. Well, with, like some is... whiskey. Oh, that sounds good. But this is like it's just putting apple cider in a mimosa, like in champagne. So that sounds good. Oh, champagne and oh wow. And then I did verse or or mold wine because I was trying to keep the wine and huh. champagne. Yeah. Together. Yeah. Nor normally, I'd be like uh, all over the mold wine in that choice because I've had like fresh, like people actually mold some I've wine. I've made my own. Like, it, like, wow, that's amazing. But dumping in some champagne into cider, where it's all like bubbly, it'd be almost like pretty a, good. Like a boozy Martinelli's. I mean, With that like sounds pretty good. A cinnamon too. sugar rim. Whoa. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that sounds. But that being so said, good. we're basically just talking about regular cider, right? <laughs> yeah, just regular I cider. Know. Instead of like orange juice, you're just putting spiced apple cider in a mimosa. No, I mean like you know, yeah, if we're talking about an apple cider mimosa, we're talking about cider, right? Like boozy cider. Yeah. No, it's not a champagne. In it, I mean, though. I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah, well, it's got some champagne. Apparently, some people chose mold wine. So oh, okay. 20 people voted for mold wine and 16 people voted for apple cider mimosa. Wow. Yeah. Oh. And I, I couldn't really think of any other like typical holiday drinks or like a poll. I, I I guess if I really thought hard, I could have come up with more. But just for like a quick poll that people weren't like, oh, my God, I'm tired of voting on your story, bitch. So <laughs> um that happens, man. Yeah. People get like, you know. I know. Old. I was like, I don't don't want any haters. Don't unfollow me. It's fine. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, the hell with all you hot chocolate drinkers out there. Eggnog is here to win. It's here to stay. <laughs> uh, That's funny. And, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm probably a hot chocolate drop in some Baileys or Amaretto or Whoa. Frangelico. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Toasty. Okay. Frangelico is so good. Do you ever mm. – have you ever – um? Taking a shot of Frangelico, bit a lemon, and lick sugar off your hand. It tastes it's like, like chocolate It's like the birthday cake. shot. Yeah, yeah, it tastes the, like chocolate cake. Yeah, cake, yeah, birthday cake shot. I have. Those are good. It's really good. <laughs> it's kind of like, um, like for instance, the... Uh, Hello, job. Um, yes. I only think about that because that's Bailey's and Kahlua. So. Yeah, it's quite Sancho, when you were when you were bartending, did you ever use mnemonics to remember ingredients? And, and drinks. Uh, isn't that when you like raise the dead? 
<laughs> no, that's a uh, necromancy. Oh, gotcha. Closer, but yeah. Uh, no, mnemonics <laughs> wow. is. Um, what do you count? Remember, like the just just the first um, the first letter of each ingredient, and then you kind of make something out of it. Oh, so like wow. so like blowjob, for instance. Blowjob is balua. Uh, balua. Baloo <laughs> uh, is uh, Bailey's and Kahlua. and so that's a BK. So the way I remembered that when I was first learning to bartend, BK bend knees for a blowjob <laughs> dang yeah i guess that that works man there you go that's, that's cool oh yeah or or um, rusty nail like who knows do you know that's what's so in a rusty funny. nail yeah we do it's scotch and drambuie <laughs> right right not many people know that well because it's not really ordered so much anymore you know yeah i know do you know why i know what's in uh, a rusty nail because of mnemonics wow so it's s and d scotch and drambuie it's s and d so if you step on a rusty nail it's like shit Damn. Shit, damn it. <laughs> oh my god. Wiley, that's I like it. So, anyway. You got like a whole thing going, just, dude. You can, like if this is like I'm in, out. In, that was, infomercial days. That was the only time I can remember. <laughs> that's really good though. Yeah, back in the day. Nice. Back in the day where I learned a whole lot of useless drinks. Man. But I mean <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's just kind of was like repetitiveness for me. And honestly, there's no shame in my game. If I didn't know what a drink was, I just looked I like the the bartender's black book was just so simple and so thorough and like i don't know you figure it out you sink or swim dude every <laughs> every real bar needs one of those oh yeah right? for sure the bro. bartender's black book with a little spiral binding and all that dude, or be like if you can tell me what the ingredients are i'd be happy to make your crazy whatever i remember the craziest drink was like called the baltimore zoo it's basically like a Long Island iced tea, but with a bunch of weird shit and beer in it and the guy liked it he Sounds ordered a couple of them fucking terrible yeah there you go. Yeah, that's <laughs> quite something. <laughs> so yeah, guys, enjoy your holiday beverages. That's pretty cool. People enjoy your holiday beverages, yeah. bitches. Yeah. I like it when people participate in the polls. I'm always I like, too. man, so many people see it and don't participate. What's wrong with you guys? I know. I always try to vote. So <laughs> yeah, I get a little bummed out when I look at the uh, look at it sometimes. Like, hey, I don't know. Right? Let's see what you have to yeah, say, right? yo. You can say yes or no or something. Come on. I know, and Come I only on. got an average of like 35, 36 people every time, but that's okay. There you go. That's something. Booze League Radio. You guys ready to hear some Christmas facts? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Now that we're uh we're it tis the season, as it were. Let's talk a little bit about um the Norse uh influence here on Christmas. And again, I got into this only because I'm playing that stupid Assassin's Creed Valhalla game, and it's amazing for the record. For those I'm outing myself as a gamer, but for those of you out there who love gaming, it's a really good game. And uh it's a lot of fun uh, assassinating people. Um and <laughs> One, it's gorgeous as well. Like it's a, uh, it's a really, it's just a really well done game. So, with that being said, I hear a lot of Nordic spoken in it, because um, usually the Assassin's Creed games are pretty good about keeping a lot of historical context and keeping stuff in it, right? What are you laughing about? Are, are you laughing at me? How dare no, you? No, sorry, no, I, sorry, you can only see. I'm not. I'm not. How I'm actually. It's cool you, that sir. you're doing a gaming thing. I'm not laughing at you. It's I'm cool you're doing a else. gaming. thing. <laughs> I like it. It's good, good. for you. <laughs> oh come on! I don't mean it like that. Just because oh, you can see shit. my face laughing at I me mean, doesn't mean anything like about what you're saying. 
So All right. Well, I'll let me blow your mind then with a little bit of facts. Do you want to know what I really was doing? I just texted Brianna to pack me a bong hit, and I thought it was kind of funny. Because I was oh, trying she, to be quiet while you were doing Is she thing. like right across the room? And she started laughing. Yeah, <laughs> she's right there. So I was just, I'm sorry. I was, I was trying to be quiet. <laughs> uh, that's okay, man. It's it's very on, on point for you. Oh, weed. Yeah. <laughs> no surprises there. Yeah, no surprises there. All right, I was going to so, mute my thing, so. It's all good. All right, so uh, Christmas drew from the Scandinavian Yule celebration. Back in the day, Scandinavian people celebrated a 12-day winter holiday called Yule. 12 days, like the 12 days of Christmas, sure. as it were. Now, many Yule festivities, such as hanging wreaths made of evergreen boughs, singing carols, decorating pine trees, burning a Yule log, or hanging sprigs of mistletoe in doorways, all of those came from the Norse um, tradition of this Yule festival and were adopted by Christians to make Christmas more palatable to nearly converted uh, pagans. In Christianity, there's actually a lot of examples of Christianity uh, borrowing. Um, yeah, they like from, to take stuff from other people, huh? They do. And, like, I'm not even, <laughs> like, I don't want to blow people's minds, but if you go and, and compare what Jesus did with what Hercules did, and just line them up next to each other, there's a lot of similarities. But that was part nice. of starting a whole new religion when you're trying to get new people involved. You need to give them something a little familiar. I get it. Um, but all those have found their ways now into the traditional uh, Christmas celebration uh, that we have, okay. as it were. So the modern image of Santa is based off of cartoons by Thomas Nast. And these were made in the mid-1800s. And they were based off, and he based those off of the descriptions in Clarence Clement Moore's 1823 poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas. What's that more commonly known as, that poem? Uh, I don't know, man. Twas the Night Before me Christmas is actually, uh -huh. yeah. which of course everybody knows that one. Nice. So prior to that, Santa Claus was described as a tall, gaunt, Old man with a long white beard wearing a fur coat and a wide-brimmed hat. And that just happens to match the exact description of one of Odin's favorite disguises. And as a god, Odin had the ability to change his appearance, and that's how he mingled with humans uh, undetected. So, um, originally the description of Santa was basically Odin. So let's talk about, uh, you know, Santa's got elves, cool. and he's got like a workshop. Well, he sees Pole. all that you do too. Remember that as well. Like he, he tell sees kids you when that. you're sleeping, and he knows. Yeah, when you're all that shit. Like it's like a crazy conspiracy. It goes way. It goes oh, all yeah. the way. Hundred percent. Start peeling 100. that onion, you're gonna cry. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, you know, I'm gonna God. just. I'm just gonna jump to that <laughs> fact right now. In fact, both Odin and Santa are all knowing, right? But oh, they have yeah, help. Yeah. Santa's got a bunch of elves who spy on children, take notes of the behavior, generate the lists. Odin has two companion ravens, Hugwin and Munin, who he sends out to survey the people and note those who are specially good or bad. For the Wait. good people, Odin leaves small trinkets, bread, and good fortune. Those on Odin's naughty list get a heavy dose of bad luck. I feel Ooh. like those crows um, evolved to Heckle and Jekyll. <laughs> and then the evolved into ravens. Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> Imagine like how you'd be if you named your kids that. What were the names again, Wiley? Hugin and Moonin. Hugin and Moonin. Yeah. There you go. That would be. Oh, 
Well, if you're up in the, it's like, I don't know, in Danish country, I think it, you know, people would be like, oh, crows, huh? Solving. Mm. What's up? Solving, yeah. yeah. Well, are ravens are different than crows, they, though, right? They are. Yeah. I don't remember no. what heckle and They're more are. like majestic. I don't know. Crows yeah. are kind of interesting, though, too. You know, like they like have memories and shit, right? And they mate for Yeah, life. I think both of them do. In fact, I, I read a weird stat. Um, I think it's technically a fun fact. So I'm going to go ahead and try the fun oh, facts here. Oh, out. Nice. If you get a stuffed crow, like as a toy, and leave it out on the lawn, other crows will show up for a funeral, and then they'll never come back to that area. Yeah, they all gather around I'm it. So and doing like, that. I'm like, dude, oh, poor, poor Bob, <laughs> whatever the crow's name is. So let's talk about elves in a North Pole workshop. So according to Norse mythology, Odin has a crew of industrious elves known as Odin's men, who made small gifts for Odin to deliver. The manufacturing did not take place at the North Pole, but most part, well, many parts of Scandinavia are situated above the Arctic Circle, and Odin himself was said to live in a frozen world to the north, which we all know as Asgard, which is, I don't know, it's not heaven did, per se. Did but. we all know that, really? I didn't. Seriously? I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, Norse heaven, uh, as you would call it, is Asgard. So, there oh, you go. cool. Nice. There you go. Nice. All right, let's uh, let's touch base real quick on uh, flying animals. So, uh, in the night before Christmas, we know Santa flies through the sky with a magical sleigh pulled by eight flying reindeer, right? Yes. Odin flies across the sky on an eight-legged horse named Slipnir. Oh, wow. Odin oh. sat on the back of the horse, but in many Norse myths, common animals with the uncommon ability to fly pulled sleighs or chariots for the gods, and or goddesses, of course, of which Odin is one. Even the name of Santa's reindeer, as given by Moore in his poem, also are Odin adjacent. Donner and Blitzen are similar to the Germanic words for thunder and lightning. Thunder in German is actually just Donner, and <laughs> lightning is Blitz. Love so oh. That's pretty cool. That's way cool. Yeah, how about that, huh? All right, so we're getting, getting kind of to the end of uh, this little segment here, but uh, let's talk about Father Christmas. The Father Christmas connection, as it were. So Santa Claus has many names, but so does Odin. One of the names that Odin has is Yule Father, or Yule Father, which means something very similar to Father Christmas. And that's how uh, Santa is actually primarily known in a lot of countries. But... Um, so in summation, uh, Santa and Odin are both old men with long white beards and furry suits who fly through the night with an eight-legged prong crew of magical animal helpers <laughs> delivering gifts to the good and punishment to the wicked with the assistant of their all-seeing gift-producing friends. And they also have the same name, Father Christmas. <laughs> wow. So um, one little extra fact here about Slepnir, which I think is really interesting. So back in the day of Vikings, Yule was about the time of the winter solstice, which was yesterday. For us, with the did you guys see the star? Christmas I sure star? did. I used my binoculars. I, I was so bummed I didn't get to see it because there was one band, one band of overcast marine layer 
that was oh. happened to be right where it was. And I'm like, are you kidding me with this? That's so, what you get for yeah. living in Camarillo. <laughs> it was nice and clear in Simi Valley. Well, uh, next time we come out and stand on your doorstep, like I can you see a star. <laughs> see a you star. Know, I saw the article yesterday in the morning, and it said you have to look southwest. So I got out my compass on my trusty cell phone. There you go. And I found southwest, and I went outside, and just as it was dark, I just looked that way, and you couldn't miss it. And then I got my binoculars, and I found a bird whistle in my binoculars. So I was on a Zoom <laughs> call. I was like on a toast for the for work. We're doing like a holiday toast. Yes. And someone actually on the Zoom call went and showed it like in there because they were like out and about like oh that's cool where you were able to see it. So that's how I saw it. I didn't nice. actually see it in real life, but I got to see it over the webcast. And I mean, let's face it; these days, I mean, come on. Let's. You guys want hey. to hear my bird whistle? That's what, that's what happened. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Sounds like you need some WD-40. <laughs> it is an Audubon bird call. I just want you to know that. That's shit. That's awesome. Does that mean it doesn't have a speed limit? <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So one last quick uh, note about uh, Odin's uh, deer and Sleipnir and whatnot. So back in the day of the Vikings, Yule's about the time of the winter solstice. Gods and ghosts went soaring above the rooftops in what was called the Wild Hunt. So riding his eight-legged reindeer, or his eight-legged horse, sorry, uh, <laughs> Odin oh, led the wild hunt with his Valkyries, other gods, and some assorted ghosts. So this motley gang of deities and ghosts would fly over villages and countryside at night during Yule time. Odin would also deliver toys and candy at this time. Children would fill their boots with straw for Sleipnir and then set them by the fire, by the hearth. Odin would slip down chimneys and fire holes and leave his gifts behind. So what That's tradition? Milk and what, cookies. Milk and cookies and also. Carrots for reindeer. Stockings. Oh. Stockings too. Yeah, much yeah. like stockings hung by the fire that he would fill with uh, treats. Oh, and, uh, hey, but at the same time too, like my Cuban side of my family celebrates the Three Kings Day, which is actually January 6th. And what they do is they leave a shoe out. And you get a present in the morning when you're a kid. That's interesting. That's cool. Yeah, that's a totally Norse thing to yeah. do as well. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting. That's crazy. I never heard of that until then. Yeah. That's interesting that like some of these traditions span all the way around the globe. Like regardless oh, yeah, of whether absolutely. or not these cultures had ever had contact. Because a lot another thing that as I was researching that that came up is that a lot of it came also from the Dutch. Like the Dutch had a lot of uh, influence on um, some of the Christmas traditions and they, they had kind of brought over some of, they were Norse adjacent as it were, and kind of brought over some of that as well, yeah. which is, which is interesting. But. You can see, I mean, cause obviously everything was like about expansion and capitalism too. And they probably sold it. They sold the idea of like Christmas, just like Hallmark does now, you know? Well, they I mean, Santa came from Coca-Cola. So like there yeah, are versions of back in the day though, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. think about it, like you're all of those like cultures and stuff were great. They're like way up and cold. If you're like living in like Indonesia or some shit, you know, or like <laughs> that's like oh, what's a, a long ways away. Like <laughs> you're like, what are you talking about? Oh, what? Why does he wear all that? What? <laughs> a fur coat? Are you kidding me? But like it has gone there though. Yeah. There's you know people that celebrate it. It's sure. really interesting. <laughs> 
Sandro Alevalo. Sandro Alevalo. Sandro Alevalo. The Boozecast. All right, let's um, move on to our next beer of the day. I think, uh, Sandro, I believe that is you, sir. All right. Well, Me, have sir? you guys had you, a chance? Sir. Have you had a chance to try the Welcome to LA by uh, Firestone Walker? No. I have not. I've seen it, but I haven't tried it. It's it's definitely something. Um, it's cool. Obviously, Firestone Walker has done the Venice experience, and that's kind of the market that they really wanted to go after. And it's crazy because like people always ask, like, why didn't Firestone open up like a place in Santa Barbara or Ventura or something? And they're it's just kind of bigger picture than that. They don't want to like um, they don't want to like at one time capitalize or like on someone else's misfortune, like which would be like other accounts. But they also want to like think kind of big and global. Um, and I think when they went to LA, they like actually really hit it really good. They're putting a lot of like marketing dollars down there and like they're getting a good return off of it. Obviously their liquid is what does the talking and they did this welcome to LA. It's a, it's a lager, but it's an India pale lager. So the yeast on it is more kind of like from the Pivo side of things, but it's not as sharp. It doesn't have that, but you think about just smooth and crisp but not it doesn't have any like that german hop to it at all um it's really really smooth it's kind of dry and it's clear and it's delicious um i was looking at the rating i think uh let's see what we got here it's 3.76 which isn't bad um ibus here say 17 wait is that uh, is that abv or an untapped rating that is an untapped rating oh okay so yeah it's an fully in, fully uh, in tug range <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's full tug zone right there. Yeah, um, IBUs are seventeen four four point five on the ABB. Um, you know, hey, I I like what they're doing with this. Um, I don't know. To me, it's a little and hey, it's just me speaking my truth. It's like kind of a little golden roadie. It's a little like hey, we're putting ourselves out there. Um, if I were to try this beer and it like didn't really stand up to it, I'd be like, uh, it's kind of a, like a bold statement, but this beer is really good though. So give it a try yourself and see what you think. Round two. I'll have another. It's a trap. Cool. Slamming him tonight. Utah, give me two. Uh, I'm me. I'm all down for uh, for IPLs. I, I think I've yeah, only had the, one before, and I don't remember who made it or what it was. There's a now. there's a surgence now, Wiley. You got to find a tap into it. A, a resurgence of IPLs. Yeah, that's the hip so shit right now. It's watch. You're gonna watch. Mark mark my words right now. Like three to four months from now, you're gonna be seeing all these hot IPLs. Thank God. Are we getting away from the hazies finally? God damn. You know, I mean, there's people that like totally agree. We're looking for West Coast. We're looking for clear. We're looking for like bright and hoppy and delicious. Um, but, you know, there's always going to be a market for hazies. I think the market for hazy really is just like absorbed the market that was drinking Hefeweizens. Ugh. I, I, it's like my sense. least favorite beer. And it used to be my first yeah, but- when I first started drinking. But people buy it though. It's a it's a thing. Ugh. And now you can buy a hazy, which is better than a hepawizen, but it's kind of like the same thing. Yeah. Though, you know what I mean? So that's like that. Those are those people. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. 
All right, guys. Are you ready for uh, a little bit of news? Absolutely. Yeah. Spanning the globe to bring you all the news that's fit to booze to, this is the Booze Line News. KBCE, Booze League Radio. We're going to start, uh, speaking of kind of golden road-ish type things, we're going to start with Goose Island, as it were. Goose Island sneaks hidden Bourbon County stouts into the market. Add three more beers to Goose Island's 2020 Bourbon County lineup, and let's call them the Bourbon County Easter Egg Stout. I feel like I saw those. There were like multiple varieties at BevMo. Uh, well, this is uh, even more um, uh, oh. hidden than that, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, so these were uh, bottles that were planted. Um, a few limited edition bottles of Bourbon County Stout aged only in a single distillery's barrel. Because, you know, they use Buffalo Trace, Heaven Hill, and also Wild Turkey. Mm -hmm. So the vast majority of Bourbon County Stout is a blend of beers aged in barrels from those three distilleries. But beer nerds started noticing single distillery versions, and you can only know if it was one of the single distillery versions in the fine print on the back of the bottle that either would have the initials BT, HH, or WT. And then they started sharing it out going, hey, you guys check this out. The brewery itself never whispered a word of the initiative until a spokesman confirmed that the speculation after uh, was correct after questions from the local Chicago Tribune. The three beers were available in equal amounts and were dispersed randomly across the Chicago area only. So a bottle of Bourbon County Stout that doesn't have any of those three initials is just the standard blended version. So this is a first for Goose Island. Um, they're trying to reinvigorate the core uh, their core brand of uh, Bourbon County, um, which was great when it first came out, but there's been a declining interest in recent years as beer fans gravitate to other variations because they have a bunch of different, oh, it's a coconut Bourbon County yeah. Stout or whatever. So... Goose Island President Ton Osman has acknowledged, I, I only say that because it's spelled with like, it's A-A-H-M-A-N-N. -N. There's a lot going on there. There is just, a lot. It tripped me up for a second. So many consonants. <laughs> just a little bit. Like not even a single letter. Um, has acknowledged that declining interest in Bourbon County Stout was a problem to solve. One approach has been to make Bourbon County Stout just make less of it. And now comes this Easter egg initiative kind of thing, which they kind of just throw out there and then let people find it on their own. That's cool. Uh, so let's see. These are, the, in fact, what they're actually putting out there are the uh, the expressions that's usually reserved for brewers as they start to create the final blends for that. And fun fact, actually, well, it's not really a fun fact. Another it's a fun side fact? Note. Oh, it's, this no, is it's a side note. It's just a, okay. It's a side note because we got to come up with a side a vibe song. Oh, side. Yeah, vibe. we got to find a side vibe song. <laughs> do, I can do a, like a little like reggae side vibe song for you. Let's hear it. Oh, not right now. I'll have to put it in the workshop. <laughs> Damn it. Santa's workshop. so ready. One reggae vibe song coming right up. Yeah. <laughs> there you <Ooh>. go. <laughs> hook, hook it up with Odin, dude. He'll help you hook out. Hook it up with Odin. I've heard he's got some fat beats. Nice. All right, but I will actually, you know what? Um, my, my side note was that uh, I was actually up at the Firestone, I think it was for their 15th, 14th anniversary, maybe 13th, somewhere like right in the middle there. Um, before all the winemakers, because there's like 20 winemakers that come in and start blending all of it to get that, that final Firestone anniversary beer. 
And they had it all laid out in the visitor center before they had the tap room next door. It was all laid out this long table in the visitor center and all set up like, I mean, it looked like this could be a fine dining thing as, as people came in there and, and did their so thing. It was cool. all, I'm like, what the hell's going on over here? And then they told me, I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's so, right. I you got to see that thing. actually. Not, I mean, it was, that's, it was that's just awesome. before everyone got there. It was cool. But okay. So I do have an extra bourbon fact though. So the winner of this year's AKC championship, uh, which was held last week, is a Whippet named Kentucky Bourbon, oh, or just Bourbon for short. A Whippet one? Uh, yeah, Whippet one. Now the wow. best in show winner only takes home fifty thousand dollars. It feels a that's a, a little amazing. Paul, is it though? I feel I it's like a little paltry for. Yeah, falls falls short. I feel like maybe a hundred thousand. Sorry, what was the, what was the contest again? It's the dogs. it's the uh, AKC. Uh, oh, AKC is a. Oh. Sandra just heard it Whip It, and that. he just was like, "Yeah, but I guess I, no, I, I like Whippets. I I like those so kind of Whippets whip too. Those are cool too. No, I like Whippet dogs are amazing. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I think they deserve more, but it's the AKC. What kind of like sponsorship are they pulling in? Like, they have uh, they have Peterman. They have Jay Peterman. He's always a part of that. You know the guy, the the guy, the actor that plays that on Seinfeld. He's like all about those because, like, pretty much whenever those dog shows are on, I always watch them. They're hilarious. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah. it's good stuff. Oh, AKC like is like big. I mean, yeah, I it's American know. Kennel Club. Like, it's the biggest kennel club in America. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Hence the name. I don't know. I don't um, know. But other uh, side side note: um, a Derby dog actually won second place. In the sporting sporting breed category, the name of that Darby dog was Kinky Boots. Oh my God, <laughs> that's one of my favorite musicals. Uh, so there was a there was a Springer Spaniel named Kinky Boots. It so was. cute. Nice. That's way cool. All right, so quick jackass news for you. Oh, sweet. Stevo and Johnny Knoxville have been hospitalized after a treadmill accident on the set of Jackass Four. Oh my god! This is just two days into shooting. They're so geriatric. Okay, R- side note. Right? Did I you guys see right the picture of Stevo and Bam Margera on Instagram? Yeah. yeah. Bam is straight up looking just like his dad, Phil. Like he's bloated and he's just yeah. old looking. And oh my god! Under uh, under the comment, like I just the first one was like some random like girl being like, "Bam, what happened?" <laughs> <laughs> he was so hot and I was like, oh, like I, I jumped like, wow. Yeah. I saw him in an interview like a year ago or something. And I was just like, and I didn't recognize him except like he, he talks and moves his mouth in a certain way. I'm like, oh my God, that is Bama. What, what is going on here? You know I mean? Like, look, I'm no Adonis. Like I've gained like 40 goddamn pounds, but dude. Who is this that replaced Bama Jarrett? It's so weird. Wiley, I've known you for like, what, 11, 10 years? 10 years? No, uh, yeah, I'll be you 11. You definitely shortly, don't so. look like any way, shape, or form, like close to like what Bam looks like, okay? Like Bama Jarrett? Yeah. That's good. You're stoked, man. Yeah. yeah. He, he did a lot of drugs. <laughs> a lot. He just has like, yeah, he has like the post-drug bloat. Like, it's just, oof. It like came in real tight and then came out and then out probably a few times probably so well, i'm sorry saggy. you can go on about the treadmill accident i just had to get that out there because i was like oh, yeah. i yeah. you know he's not that much older than i am and i was like oh god i feel like i've we've all aged much much hey, better but we didn't we have things to be thankful for drugs. Is what it is. anywho yeah. sorry uh, 
That's okay. Um, but anyways, um, let's see. So according to a video posted by BAM, speaking of which, the Jackass 4 crew were only two days into shooting when Steve-O and Johnny Knoxville injured themselves more than anticipated. The duo were trying to jump onto a moving treadmill while, while carrying musical instruments, but things didn't go as smoothly as they hoped for. Uh, in the clip, Majera says, Second day of filming Jackass, and already Steve-O and Knoxville are hospitalized by jumping on a full-speed treadmill with band equipment <laughs> like a fucking tuba. <laughs> so, so I'm here at the clinic now taking a piss test. Rock and roll. Oh, yeah, I've got some scars, too. And he holds up his hand to the camera, and he's got, like, a couple bloody uh, streaks on his fist. Dude. So That's this nice. uh, is, it's two days into filming, and this is supposed to come out March 5th of 2021, and this happened uh a couple weeks ago so they better get on the ball if they're gonna release it in march i'm sure there's all kinds of antics they can get into the hospital oh my god oh dude yeah 100 percent. so that's why anyways well um that uh has been the news booze league radio so who wants to uh, talk about their Christmas drink first? Oh, I'll go. Pick me. Pick me. <laughs> Coley, how about you? So my Christmas cocktail is the cinnamon white Russian. I'm sure you guys thought it would be egg dog because wow. I expressed my love for egg dog, but it's not. <laughs> as a huge Big Lebowski fan, not as huge as Banana Hammock Stevo. He is, he's the one that got me into it. Um, we love a good white Russian, and Stevo does make the best. So I found a Christmas rendition of it. And it's wait, Coley, you you like Big Lebowski? Yeah. Why did I think? Oh, is it Nick that doesn't like yes, it? Yes, Nick fucking hates everything. Fun goes to die when it goes to Nick. That's where fun <laughs> goes to die. No, you're not. You're not wrong. He's the fun. Well, police. it's me again. Yeah, the fun police again. Yeah. Um. So it's it, two two wins. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Hey, I mean, one of those. Hey, by the way, a hey, update on the sports aspect of all this. Yeah. The very next week after we, we recorded that podcast, fucking Nick beat me. <laughs> I became his second win. <laughs> like, sorry, what dude. the hell? Tiny Dick Nick. It probably gave him God such it, satisfaction, Nick. too. He's probably like, yes, I I'm beat sure Wiley. I don't know. I don't even know if he knows. And then immediately, immediately the, the playoffs started, and I had to play him, like, first one again, and I just whipped his there ass. There you go. So. Payback's up. Anyways, Biatch. I felt a little better, but... Still the consolation bracket. Of so. Anyway, sorry. No, Continue. no worries. So uh, the cinnamon white Russian is basically your white Russian. So you do one ounce of vodka, one ounce of Kahlua. What you add is one ounce of cinnamon schnapps. And then you Ooh. add half and half to your specification. So however, you know, murky or non-murky you'd like your drink. And then you just sprinkle cinnamon on top. Hmm. That's cool. It sounds good. That sounds good to me. Sounds it just sounds amazing. like smooth and relaxing, like an after dinner that. cocktail or like yeah. leading up to dinner, maybe. It's so, yeah. I mean, I would literally a drop maybe of half and half, but everything else sounds great in that. I mean, I don't know. My drink is the eggnog and the. My favorite, you know, Sandro, you, a guy after make, my own heart. It, right? You make it high <laughs> octane, baby, and it's good. No, um, for me, it's all about rum. That's what I put in the eggnog that my family has forever. And, uh, yeah, on ice um, or just make a batch and get it real cold. What kind of rum? Um, you know, gold rum probably is the best. Okay. Um, 
yeah, like something a little bit darker. Uh, I'm not a big Sailor Jerry fan, but I'm not not a fan because I don't like it. I love it. It's great. It just fucks me up, dude. I get fuckered up. Like the only like couple times in my life where I've like almost been like, oh my god, come on, Sandra. <laughs> it's been off of Sailor Jerry, so I've just kind of know better. Did you piss the bed? Uh, one of the times I did. <laughs> So one of the times you did. <laughs> How many times the, has there been? There's been a couple sailors, but only two. I mean, okay. you really don't need much, but uh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, you, uh, your greatest drunk story was you uh, pissing in a in a in a hamper. In or a hamper. Right? Oh, I mean, there's, right. there's been a lot. That was a good one, though. And I, dude, I honestly <laughs> didn't tell a lot of people about that. So we feel privileged and honored, oh, well, and so do yeah. our listeners. Yeah, yeah. no, I, that's amazing, dude. And all of our yeah. listeners are like, fuck yeah, Sandro, that hamper pissing some, some crazy bitch. content right there, I know. <laughs> but eggnog is my drink of this time of year. But honestly, I'm going to try that champagne. Apple, I'll, I'll um, text mimosa, you a picture. Apple, mimosa. Um, I'll text Please you. Please do. I'll send it now. I'll find the apple cider. That sounds... Uh, I, everything about that sounds amazing. So. I got it at Albertsons good or something. <laughs> nice. They do good work. They do. Go buy some fire soap beers from there. <laughs> Sorry, this is my shameless plug. Like, go buy some Firestone Walker. Firestone yeah, totally. Walker. All right. So my uh, my Christmas cocktail um, is a candy cane martini. Ooh, and shit! I, Whoa. I used to make this back in the day, but uh, here are the ingredients: it's an ounce of vanilla vodka, mm-hmm. ounce and a half of white creme de cocoa. And an ounce of peppermint schnapps. Wow. Now, uh, if you want to garnish that up, you can actually crush up some, uh, some candy canes, as it were. Yeah. And, uh, you know, dip your, dip your martini glass into it so it coats the outside. So you give it a rim job. Don't let those. That's a sweet <laughs> rim job right there. Blow job. <laughs> Blow job, rim um, job. It's a job. Right. Especially <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> Sex work is yeah, work. Yeah, it's a job. In this economy. Paid? Yeah. I'm. Are you part of the S-Dub Nation? I, I mean, I'm not part <laughs> of it, but Nation. I support it. Hey, when Booze League uh, going to do like an OnlyFans thing? Yeah, only <laughs> well, guys, it's, it's happening! <laughs> Just kidding. I can tell you who's not going to be in it. It's not going to be me or Sandro. Oh. The Guru, he might be oh. in it. I can see him <laughs> getting guru? involved. I'm a little offended. I think you Otter... think Guru could do it, and I couldn't. Damn, Wiley. All right, fine. Sandra? No, I just don't. I just don't feel like you'd want Sandra, to. Sandra, you didn't even. I feel like the Guru would be like, yeah. You didn't yeah, even man, do the I'd... body image. I take pick. one for the team, dude. Come on. No, you wouldn't. You didn't oh, even do the was... body image pick. You're not gonna do fans only. Yeah, I'm calling you out. I love right. you, but I'm calling Whoa. you out. Oh wow. Okay, gotcha. All right. I guess. Merry I have... Christmas. And it's unfortunate, dude. Stuff. Had you done like the the ESPN body image photo shoot that you know we could have actually made some money off of that. You know, like. Could that could have been amazing. I know. Like a right. like a Latin lover out there or something, you know? Jeez. Okay. Well, you know. <laughs> we'll see. People who have a Pablo Escobar fetish be like, dude, this guy, dude. what's up? <laughs> Is there people that have that? I imagine somebody might. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people in the world. <laughs> statistically, lot, somebody, a lot of people somebody probably does. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> so, uh, just a quick note, one other thing you can add to that candy cane martini, if you want to put in just a splash of cranberry juice, it'll actually make it kind of a uh, kind of a pinkish, kind of reddish oh, color that looks nice. it looks pretty cool with the uh, with the garnish and everything that else. Good. So oh, uh, it's super good. Also, I will say this do not crush up a shitload of candy canes thinking you can use them all night if you want to have multiple of these. Because oh. once you do, and I, I speak from someone who oh, did this, 
uh, once you get a pile of, of crushed candy canes, they all just kind of fuse together. together again. So yeah. um, it doesn't really work that way. So, you know, crush your candy canes uh, on a need to drink basis is what I would say. That's a good note. Nice. Booze League Radio. Is it time for my beer? It is. We are now on to our third beer of the day. Sweet. So I am actually drinking Left Hand Brewing Company out of uh, Colorado. I'm drinking their raspberry milk stout. Mm. So I got a variety Thanks. pack of their raspberry, or sorry, of their milk stouts. They had like a chai one, which thumbs down. Not good. Not a fan, huh? They have a bittersweet one that's like bittersweet chocolate. That's the best. And they had some peanut butter one, and it was so sweet. It almost tasted like peanut butter chocolate cake. Not a fan. Anyway, I'm here to talk about the raspberry one. And it has a 3.68 on untapped. It's 5.7% ABV. Alcohol. 23 IBUs. Um, It does have some roasty coffee notes and a slight raspberry taste. It's not very sweet, which is good. Um, I did have Founders Big Luscious. Big Luscious. That's how I like to say it. Big Luscious. It was so sweet and so over like poweringly raspberry. I couldn't handle it. This was like a really pleasant surprise. It's really drinkable. It's smooth and it's just like a little something different than your average style. Just like, I don't know if you're, you want to drink something that's like low ABV and has a little bit more flavor than just a plain milk stout. So I enjoyed it. Um, again, you can get it in variety packs pretty much at like BevMo or Total Wine. So I'd say check it out. I love Left Hand. Nice. They always have good stouts. There you go. I like Left Hand as well. Oh, and like a full stout mix pack, that's pretty cutting edge. Yeah, you don't find a lot of those, do you? Mm-mm. That's bold. It's don't bold move. don't it's do bold. the Founders one, though. <laughs> Big Luscious. No good. Yeah. Not so good, huh? Uh, Founders is cool, but like a lot of their beers are a little over the top for me. So, they're my favorite beer from them is the the All Day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's mm. about yeah. That's about. I remember. Um, I think Sandra <laughs> went uh, the first Surfing Suds that we uh, had a booth at. Yeah. I think you were good friends with the rep over at Founders, which is right across the aisle from us, and you were yeah. like hooking me yes. up. I swear to God, I probably had twenty little tasters. Of that all day IPA, oh, yeah. it was fantastic. Uh, he was, was everything I needed. No, I, and that that's a, like a good good connect right there, dude. Mark Gaslam, shout out. Oh he hell yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Cool Shout dude. out to Mark oh, yeah. Gaslam. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> the Kamish, Coley Wyman, Sandro Alevalo. The Boozecast. All right, we're rounding the corner now, coming into the last little segment of the show. Uh, we're going to get on to some elf facts. Whoa. It's like my favorite. On a scale of 1 to 10, how big a fan are you guys I, of elf? It's my favorite. Okay. Besides the Grinch. So, I'll be, it's my favorite. <laughs> I'll be 100% honest with you. I only just watched it for the full time, for the first time, all the way through, maybe like the last year or two. But you have kids. Oh, no so, way. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah, like, no, I just, like, it was weird. Like, I watched it with the kids, and it's just as they got older. Maybe it was a couple years, maybe like when it was, they were a little younger, so a few years. But it's a new movie to me, and I love it. It's a it's great so movie. Funny. So I'm stoked to waiting to hear for your facts. All right, well let's uh, let's dive right into these elf facts. Let me let me give a little little taste of porter here, real quick. 
I want to get wet my, other my beer whistle. Too. Can I can I grab my other beer too, real quick? Yeah, I'll grab your other beer, yo. Right back. Who are we to say you need to be parched? Would you get? Uh, do you stick with the same beer you've been drinking? No, I got a flyjack. Oh, round four, flyjack. What's the ABV on that? Six calories ding, ding. and two grams it. of protein. It's uh, God, this thing's light as can be. What is it? Four point nine percent. No, it's four percent. Four. Oh, alcohol. Yeah, four percent. Wow. Low. That's some easy. Four percent, ninety-six percent, ninety-six calories. Yeah, um, four grams carbs or whatever. And uh, it's easily my easily my favorite beer to drink. I like the cerveza a lot, but this one's amazing. I could drink so many of these, which makes it good, but it makes it bad too. Oh, hundred percent. It's a slippery, slippery slope. slope. Yeah. All right, let's talk about a little uh, elf. Now that you got your fly jack on. So, you know, uh, when uh, Will Ferrell first gets to New York, he walks through the Lincoln Tunnel wearing his elf outfit. Yes. So he actually walked through the Lincoln Tunnel for that scene in full costume while the oh, tunnel God. was open. Oh, shit. Drivers were not prepared for this. They had no idea this was going on as they come cruising in through the tunnel. And there were actually several minor accidents as a result of him cruising through in full costume. Oh, my God. So, oh, you know, uh, all the meals that he has, usually covered in maple syrup and whatnot. So, Farrell actually ate all the sugary food in the movie, take after take. Whoa. He said he had bad headaches and trouble sleeping because of the massive amount of sugar that he was eating as he was filming Elf. Ugh. <laughs> so, <laughs> damn. When he was eating the candies mixed in with the spaghetti, that whole scene, mm -hmm. the very first take, he actually vomited because of it. It was just so terrible, and they had to, like, you know, redo it again, and eventually he got it right. But the very first time he did that scene, it all came right back up super oh, quick. Oh, that's gnarly, dude. That is disgusting. Yeah, I would not be a fan. So one of the security guards that kept throwing Buddy out of the Empire State Building is Will, yep. Fre Will Ferrell's brother, Patrick. Probably the taller one, Patrick Farrell. Yeah, I was going to say, it can't be the short one. Can't be the short one, right? No. <laughs> and if you actually look at a picture, like, there's a picture of, of both of, of both of them with, with Buddy in between them as they're, they're pulling them out, and you can kind of see the resemblance a little bit. So um, the Buddy where, uh, the Buddy, the building where Buddy's dad lives, did that look familiar as you're watching that? Like the apartment or whatever? No, the, the actual building itself, like not, not the apartment side, but the actual building. You guys, uh, did you guys ever see like Ghostbusters? I was gonna say like Ghostbusters. I don't know. It kind of has that Ghostbusters. That's the there. same building where Dana lived. You know, uh, the gatekeeper and the keymaster and all that. Uh, there is no Dana. There's only Zool. Yeah. At the top of that is where all the shit went down on Ghostbusters. It's wow. the same building. That's cool. Uh, they're in New York. So here's a fun. Here's my favorite. Fa well, no, I got a bunch of favorite facts on this, but I think this one. Those were some of the just uh, appetizer facts. Now we're going to get into the meat of it, as it were. <laughs> so the script for Elf was originally written back in 1993, and it had a different up-and-coming actor attached for the lead, not Will Ferrell. Cause it was kind of back Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. That is wow, correct. Wow, dang. I was going to say Bill What's Murray. Up. <laughs> well, Bill Murray in 1993 was not up-and-coming. He was kind of... Hey. He could have been. He could have been. Maybe in his <laughs> private time. 
So it took ten fans only. It took ten years to <laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, fans only. Uh, I, I I think he actually has one. It's called like the Murray Furry or something. Whoa. I know, it's weird. Oh my don't, god. Don't even bother. It's like he's got a groundhog thing going on. It's like fucking weird. Oh, Anyways. awkward. Uh, it took ten years to get into production, and by that time, the original lead had gone off to do Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura uh, came out in 1990. I want to say 1994. So just as the script was getting going, he got attached. Ace Ventura happened, and he's like, "Hey, pay me my millions." And they're like, "Well, we're gonna go on to this other guy." So well. I think that's interesting. Um, so director Terry Zwigoff, who you may or may not know was offered the chance to direct Elf, but he declined. He decided to go and direct Bad Santa instead, which was released the same year as Elf. Wow. Oh, which funny. is a good movie. It's not a, I don't know, it's not a great movie, but it's a good movie. I like it. It's like I, cool. When I watch it, I'm like, yeah, okay, this is cool. Yeah. I mean, it's well made but I don't ever. But I don't uh, find myself ever wanting to go watch it. I'm no. like, hey, I want to go watch a Bad no. Santa. Uh, like during Christmas, I'm like, hey, I want to watch some Elf or Christmas yeah. Vacation. You know, or Vacation like. for sure. Yep. I'm actually like, I've That's only the- seen Vacation once this whole season. Oh my God, it's on every day. Nick and I've seen it oh, seven times you're- already. Oh, nice. <laughs> seven awesome. times. And I love it. We're going to watch it on Christmas too. We had to like take a I break or we won't be able to watch <laughs> it on Christmas. Yep. So uh, throughout the movie, CGI was only used sparingly. And it was used only in the. Uh, actually, I lost my place. It was only used in the snow in uh, some of the Santa scenes, like where he's flying in his sleigh, and the snowball fight scene, where he's throwing all the snowballs. Other than that, it was all sets um, that were built for forced perspective to make Will Ferrell look fucking huge. That's so funny. They were actually. He was actually very intent on uh, on using uh, practical effects, as they call them, which is cool. Now, music uh, came up a few times, you know, where um, What's-Her-Face is in the shower and then Buddy comes in and sings while she's in the shower. Music was used only after the director, who's John Favreau, who's amazing, um, realized how good a singer Zoe Deschanel was. Now, you guys know John Favreau, right? You have to, what are some of the things that he's done? Okay. Let me go down, let me talk a little bit about old John Favreau, shall we? (laughs) So, John Favreau directed Iron Man, Iron Man 2, the live-action Jungle Book, the live-action oh. Lion King. Okay. He was the executive oh. producer on multiple Avengers films. Okay. And, more importantly, now to the time we're living in, he created, wrote, produced, and directed a number of episodes of The Mandalorian. He actually created The Mandalorian series. Oh, wow. And he also wrote and starred in one of my all-time favorite movies, which launched... Um, Vince Vaughn onto the world, Swingers. You guys remember Swingers? Yep, totally. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote and directed. It's kind of his big break. He had been in some movies before. If you guys ever seen PCU, have you heard of the movie PCU? Well, it sounds familiar. With Jeremy Piven, David Spade yeah. was in it. Oh my God! One of my all-time favorite movies. It is so fucking funny. And I was going to UCSB at the time that I saw it, and it's so applied. PC is. This is where in... they make up a fake university. No, uh, PCU is um, like politically correct university, and there were a bunch of different factions. You had the the hippies, you had the stoners who always played like uh, ultimate frisbee. You had uh, the gotcha. balls and shaft fraternity. Uh, there were all the rich kids. <laughs> like it was it was actually a really really funny movie. But John Favreau played Gutter in it, and 
Gutter's a big dude with dreads and like so in round three of our rounds there's a line in there it's like where can you blow me where the pampers is yeah that's from PCU it's when John Favreau the director of Iron Man the creator of the Mandalorian is walking around town stoned to bejesus and an old lady comes up and goes can you blow me where the pampers is he's like what (laughs) can you blow me where the pampers is turns out she's asking where the campus is she's like can you show me where the campus is? <laughs> and uh, oh it's funny. He just points and he walks away. And he's like, Sandra, you might appreciate this. Uh, he walks away. He's like, oh, she knows. She's <laughs> she, like, she knows. <laughs> she knows. I'm Did I say that out loud? <laughs> now, uh, Zoe Deschanel, um, who I had a crush on uh, from a movie called Big Trouble. Did you guys ever see Big Trouble? Maybe. Throw a lot of shit at you right now. Sorry. Oh, yeah. kind Big of, Trouble had Tim so Allen, Patrick Warburton, Zoe Deschanel. It was written by the same guy. It was basically kind of a um, the same feel as um, Get Shorty. Did you guys see Get Shorty? Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. So same kind of feel. A lot going on. It was getting ready to get released in um, October of 2001. And there's a scene in Big Trouble where there's a bomb involved that comes off of an airplane and because of 9-11 they pulled it and so the movie never really found like it wasn't really released as widely as it should have been um but zoe dashnell's in that and she's got like a short like bob cut and it's she's like ginger like it's totally red like a like a reddish blonde um and she's like a teenager and i'm like oh my god this chick's cool um but uh actually i think she no uh, it sounds weird, like, oh, she's a teenager, yeah, she's super hot. <laughs> that being said, I saw it back in 2002, so that was a long time ago. Anyways, but uh, she actually started a few bands, uh, one called She and Him. She started That's in 2008. The They've released five albums by now, so. Nice. Here's my favorite fun fact. Will Ferrell once worked as a mall Santa in Pasadena for five weeks while he was in the Groundlings. Dang. Also, his elf, who was also in the Groundlings, his Night at the Roxbury star, Chris Kattan. Damn. <laughs> no way. Can you imagine? Imagine sitting <laughs> on one of those guys' lap when you were younger. Oh, my God. So, Kattan actually got pissed off about the whole situation. He got fed up because he says, after a few days, it became clear the kids didn't care at all about the elf. Duh. So he was kind of he was kind of an asshole elf apparently from what he said. Um, Peter Billingsley from Christmas Story. Okay. Is is Ming the elf um, who gives Buddy his orders? He's kind of the supervisor of that. Like oh, that's uh that's the little kid who shot his eye out. Oh um, no way! Oh, yeah, really? Ming the elf. Isn't his name Ralph? Ralphie? Yeah, Ralphie. Little Ralphie. Yeah. You know what's yeah, weird Peter is Billingsley. I just I just saw that movie. Like, literally, like, this Christmas for the first time, front to back. T to B. Top oh, to bottom. I've, I've never seen it T to B. T to B. It's amazing. I did it. I got really high. My favorite scene that I always try to watch is when they're at the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> and they, they sing, rah, 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 It's my favorite. And, like, they bring it out. And it's got, like, the whole neck. And the chick's like, eh, and they're like it's, and they it's smiling the at me. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, the narration on that Peace. movie is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. All right. So actually, what's funny is like I actually have this one bolded 
uh, with the words favorite fact next to it. So I'm going to go ahead and go. I didn't realize I had a favorite fact. but So uh, you know the scene where Buddy burps after he drinks like yes. a whole thing of Coke? That burp is a real sound made by a person. That was performed by a prolific voiceover artist. 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 Name Maurice Wicked LaMarche. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Maurice LaMarche did uh, that burp, like, for for the sound. Does that name sound familiar at all? Uh, is that... No, it doesn't. No, okay, I'll get back to that. Um, Maurice LaMarche says, I've always been able to do this weird effect where I, like, is that booger my tongue. from no, booger from booger. nerds? No, no, that's no, not booger. No, that's um, not John Cryer. He's also the guy in Better Off Dead. I actually just read a whole bunch of facts about Better Off Dead. Anyways, um, I've always been able to do this weird effect where I turn my tongue not inside out, but almost. I create a huge echo chamber with my tongue and cheeks, and by doing a deep, almost tuvin rasp in my throat and bouncing it around off this echo chamber. I create something that sounds like very much like a sustained deep burp. Maurice yeah. LaMarche played Brain in Peaky and the Brain. Okay. He was in oh. 27 episodes of The Simpsons, 116 episodes of Futurama, and also Netflix Disenchantment, which is a really, really good show. I think it's only two seasons at this point. But, yeah. Wow. Uh, created by the guy, Matt Groening, that created The Simpsons. So. That's way cool. Those are my uh, elf facts. Nice one, Wiley. So, Thanks for sharing those. Those are the behind-the-scenes facts that us were. common people don't get. Well, I like it because it gives perspective on it, right? Especially with a movie that's so beloved now, and sure. you kind of see that little context of in the time when it was getting made and all that. Uh, it's just, I think it's fascinating. So, anyways, well, this is going to be the last uh, boost cast most of you will hear before Christmas. So, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Just know that we're thinking of you all and we're drinking copiously uh, in your name. Yeah. As yes. it were. Yes. Uh, we'll be back for Draft 76 after the holiday uh, season, as it were. Yeah. Well, not season, but hopefully after New Year's, we'll get together and do this again and get it out for you. Sorry, I'm burping up Porter. It's oh, just as go. good coming up as it was going down. Ooh. <laughs> That's what he said. Delicious. Oh, nice. Good one. That was a good Delicious. one. That was really good. Um, anyways, well, uh, you can find us online at boozeleague.com. Um, shop our growlers, bottles, hats, sunglasses, shirts, whatever. Whatever it is you have out there. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at boozeleague, Twitter at boozeleague, Facebook.com forward slash booze league if you're listening to us on something like spotify iheart or itunes go ahead and make sure you kind of you, you not only uh you rate us but drop in a few words of like hey these guys are cool because they do this or whatever that helps us in the algorithm and it also helps us reach out to more people if you want to text us some of your thoughts 805-892-6116 is how you would do it um we'd love to hear from you as always all right so uh Follow Dro, Dro underscore 805, Coley, Ice underscore, Cole underscore, Beer underscore, and of course I'm Wiley Withers, at Wiley Withers, the commish of Boozley. Um, nice. But cheers, guys. Hey, you guys yeah, have cheers. an amazing Christmas. Merry Christmas to Merry all of Christmas, you and your family. Guys. Merry Christmas. Thank Merry you. Christmas to everybody, and uh, we'll talk to you, uh, you know, soon. Cheers, guys. Right. Cheers. cheers.
Watch out. 